Good afternoon. I am so sorry that this has come so late in the week. Um, this was kind of a crazy week, and I totally forgot about it. So, uh, Dr. Les has asked me to uh, do this pre-cell prep with you. So, last Sunday, he preached on healing the demonized. And it's really with the two prongs. There's like two purposes to the sermon. First of all, if you yourself may be demonized, or the second one is how to minister to somebody who's demonized. So that's the, the gist of all the questions. So let's look at the questions then. The first one is the usual general one of what spoke to them. Please reinforce that everybody should come to sell with something written there. They should have written it during the service the previous week when God was speaking to them. So, um, reinforce to them that they're not listening to learn something. They're not just sitting there listening uh, because they're supposed to go to church. They're supposed to be listening to what God is speaking to them personally and jotting that down because if God's showing you something, you need to pay attention. And they should have been thinking about that and praying about that then all week long. Okay. The second question, what wrong ideas did you have about, and part A is deliverance from demons before you heard this message, and B, what wrong ideas did you have about what has changed in your understanding of the reality of demonic influence in a Christian's life? So, um, this is important because for people to really replace uh, and gain new understanding, they need to recognize the wrong things they believe. So it's kind of like packing a suitcase. They need to unpack the old suitcase that's full of old clothes before they pack new clothes for the trip. So you want them to be able to share, well, you know, I thought that if somebody was being delivered of demons, they were going to be screaming and yelling and kicking on the floor, or I thought, you know, their head would be spinning around or uh, whatever. Uh, they may have also thought that, you know, only a priest uh, shaking holy oil on a person can cast out a demon, you know, a regular person can't. Um, they may say that, hey, they thought if you had a demon, you were definitely not a Christian. So the whole idea that you can be a Christian and still have some area of your life under the control, under the influence of a demon, that may be a very new idea. And that's an important idea because... Very often, people have a stronghold in their life. We talked about this during the Champions in Christ uh, sermons and the uh, Champions in Christ retreat, that you may have a stronghold and you've repented of your sins, you've tried to turn from whatever that bondage is, and it just doesn't, nothing you're doing seems to be working then they need to be able to know that there is the possibility that it's demonic. And that's why 
um, it's so resistant to change. The third question is still on the past. It's just a pet. It gives anybody in the cell who has uh, experienced freedom from demonic bondage to be able to share. So it might be somebody who was set free years ago in a different setting, a different church. It could be somebody who has experienced freedom since the champions in Christ. So it's just going to give an opportunity. If nobody has a testimony, then you go quickly on. Same thing with question two. Uh, you want them to be able to share the wrong ideas they had, but don't camp there. Just say, okay, those were wrong ideas. Let's get on to what the right ideas were. So both of those are dealing with the past. Um, question four is really about being used to, to minister to someone. So it says, if healing the demonized is an act of war, what must you do? What steps must you take to prepare yourself for war? So if you don't have a problem with a demon, then is God going to be able to use you to set someone else free? And B goes along with it. What place does prayer and fasting have in your own Christian practice? Um, and then regarding focusing on the devil, although you want your people you want yourself and your people to be available, to be used, to pray for someone and see them set free from demonic bondage. The problem is often then focusing on the devil rather than focusing on the Lord. So you want to talk about that balance that, okay, you need to be aware that this may be a demon or it is a demon, that there is bondage there. But the main thing you've got to know is that the victory is in Jesus. Then question five is the main one that um, is designed for you to minister and pray over somebody in the cell. And it's really dealing with the whole question of um, closing the door on the enemy so that the flesh is not giving an opening, not giving an opportunity, not giving a place to the devil. So you can briefly discuss what did Dr. Les mean when he said you cannot crucify a demon or cast out the flesh. Um, instead, it's got to be the opposite. We are commanded to die to self that our old self was crucified on the cross of Jesus. And a demon has to be cast out. You can't crucify a demon. It's got to be cast out because it's not wanted, its presence is recognized, and you're not giving place to it in the flesh. So the other questions then are really about what area or areas in your life are still dominated by fleshly desires? If a person is continually opening the door through sinful practices in any area, then that invites demonic presence. And so then it goes beyond their flesh to then actually having a spirit that is influencing them. Uh, B, what does it mean for you to crucify the flesh in that area? Are they taking steps to reckon themselves to be dead to sin and to not yield their body, their eyes, their hands, whatever that's involved? They're not yielding to the devil. They're yielding 
to the Holy Spirit. And then C, when the flesh is crucified, demons do not hang around. So what area of your life are you ready to surrender back to Jesus and his lordship? So this week, what you're really wanting to help your members see is number one, what are they doing in their own life that may be give inviting a demonic presence or yielding to a demonic presence? And are they willing to confess that, repent of it, close that door? Now, hey, God may move in power and you may, you may actually cast out demons tomorrow. Uh, it may be simply that they recognize that, uh-oh, I'm on dangerous ground and I, it, that could happen. So, I'm going to repent of these sins. I'm going to close this door. I do not want to yield to the flesh in that area. And so they they deal with it. And you're able to pray with them as they yield and surrender back to the Lord. Or number three, that the people in your cell come to see that God can use them to set other people free. And it's not something for just the pastor. It's not just something for special people in the church, that we all have the authority of Christ. If we're a believer, then Jesus lives in us. And the same Jesus who cast demons out in the past in the New Testament is able to do that through us now. So that may help you to keep your eye on the ball and on what are you wanting your people to see. Be sure to reinforce that God has already done everything that he needs to do. He has already died on the cross for our sins. He has already given us victory over sin. If you want to go back and review the Champions in Christ booklet on the authority that you have and how you're seated in heavenly places, we are above the spiritual warfare, then that would be good because you have to know the victory that you have in Christ, and that the battle is his. Okay, thanks for listening. We're praying you have a great time in cell tomorrow.